Welcome to English X on ICRT, brought to you by Mandarin X and Vine Education Company. English X is where managers learn to discuss international business topics in English and to start thinking more like a boss. 欢迎收听 ICRT English X。每周四早上由中文课和葡萄藤国际语言训练中心特别企划，让您掌握全球商业趋势。Hey Ting, yeah, did you know I'm from Bolivia? Uh, yes, I do. And do you know what language they speak in Bolivia? They speak Spanish in Bolivia. Exactly, exactly. And although I studied in the U.S. for most of my life, I have a degree in linguistics. I have a TEFL certificate. Yet I could not teach English in Taiwan.、Uh, yes, that's right. Many English-speaking jobs or English language teaching jobs are restricted for English-speaking country passports only. So, regardless of your qualifications, you still wouldn't be able to teach English. Like, yeah. So I'm very glad we met because we we're able to start our own business and be our own bosses.、Um, was it easy? It was definitely not easy. There was a lot of red tape, a lot of mistakes being made. And a lot of things we had to learn before we were able to even get close to being a somewhat sustainable business. So being an entrepreneur was definitely not easy. No, it wasn't. Hello, everyone. Good morning. My name is Russ, and I'm Ting. And、uh, today, let's discuss our topic: being an entrepreneur. Hot topic: Improve your English as we discuss real-world problems many English students have at work. 让我们看看这礼拜有哪些热门国际商务话题。Okay, so how do you know what business is right for you?、Uh, that's a very good question. I think there are three parts.、Uh, first, you have to do what you know.、Mm. So, I mean, have you ever been laid off before? Yes. Yes. And have you ever wanted a change?、Uh, of course. So you look at the work you've done for others in the past, and you also think about. How you could package those skills that you've learned and the experiences that you have, and offer them as your own services or or a product.、Mm -hmm. Okay.、Uh, another thing that you can do is、uh, solve a common problem. So let's say you see that there's a problem in the market, and you're saying, "Okay, I have a solution for that problem."、Uh, people call this red ocean, blue ocean strategy. Red ocean basically means this is a problem, and everyone is solving that problem, or everyone is working on a solution for that problem. For example, in Taiwan, Red Ocean is towing tofu test prep. Yeah, and it's like the ocean's already full. You know, the ocean being the market, it's full.、Uh, blood's in the water. Yeah, and、so、it's red. Yes, everybody's doing it, and yet, so what you're offering will not be special. It doesn't really offer anything that's different than what others are doing. However, if you're in the blue ocean, however, blue ocean, what we decided to jump into is corporate training,、uh, going into offices. Teaching them skills other than English, soft skills, but doing it in English. So this was kind of an. I mean, there were a couple business English companies in the market, but not really doing it on a professional level, and not really doing it from an HR point of view. Right in in Taiwan, a lot of English learning is often kind of、uh, put into a box of cram school or bushi ban,、mm -hmm. right?、Uh, and a lot of it's focused on just basic. Vocab test taking,、uh, school based,、right? yeah,、uh, not very business focused. And I remember when we opened up, uh, uh, there was a cram school that used to be open near our office.、Uh, coincidentally, I met the boss of that cram school one day at a party, and he told me, "Oh, you're Vine. Like we get a lot of people coming from you, coming from your office to our office."、Mm -hmm. And we're like, "Yeah, I know, because if someone's coming in for Toic, Tefl, all that stuff, like we kind of say, 'Oh, okay, they're.'" 
other options for you. Like we don't really take them. Right, right. And they've been doing it a lot longer. They probably have their materials down. Our focus really isn't that. We have a little bit more of a niche focus. So again, uh, we really were going for that blue ocean. Okay, okay. So the second question that people will ask is, will people buy my product? Oh, that's really tough. Because they weren't buying our product in the beginning. Definitely not. <laughs> it was a lot harder to get even one customer in the beginning. Mm. The key thing you have to think about is market research. Mm. Uh, knowing what's out there, knowing the prices, knowing your competitors, knowing the demographic of the, your, your target consumer. That's something at the beginning that we didn't do very well. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of it also was due to because we didn't have that research, marketing research background, and we yeah. didn't even know where to start with that. We knew what type of customers we had because of the type of students we had well, taught. At the beginning, it was very hard to sell because we inherited a lot of our initial customers. Yeah, we came in initially with, I think, only eight individual students, and yeah. those are just loyal, one-on-one -on -one adults mm. who, you know, they were happy just uh, getting private tutoring from mm. us. Yeah, yeah. So it took us time to develop some sort of market research to know what is out there, what classes to offer. Because at the beginning, we were selling a lot of like TOEFL, TOEIC, and group classes because we thought, oh, that's cheaper and easier to make money. Yeah, uh, going back to the red, blue, red and blue ocean thing, we were kind of going red ocean in the beginning. We were doing things that we thought that the market would need. Or yet. the market pays for. Yes, what the market was paying for. So, and so in the end, we were just kind of following what others were doing. So this goes to the next question. What if my idea is not working out? Uh, yeah, exactly. And in our case, our initial ideas, for example, our initial pricing scheme, and also the way we set up classes, whether they were the, uh, we the initially, yeah, we group were group classes, test, right. the cram school type of uh, classes are they just have individuals who come in, they join a group. It's interesting, because that's what people were asking us. However, that wasn't our specialty. That wasn't what we were good at. Right. We, we were really good at that private tutoring, private. So we, we kind of, we needed to go that, that direction. Pivot. We needed to pivot. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. We had to pivot and, and then, cause we knew that kind of group pricing and also that group just like where it was a little bit cheaper mm -hmm. and getting just more heads in the, in the, it was a lot harder to get as we were still new. We weren't as established as some of the other ones. Uh, so we wanted to go a little bit, let's say upscale mm. with our offering and that's a that was a very big problem for us at the beginning because a lot of people would come and we'd go to a lot of sales meetings but the companies wouldn't know us they know our competitors uh and they're like oh so how long have you guys been open uh six months you know yeah it's really hard yeah, yeah a lot of companies can can sell you in fact if they've been doing this for 50 years or 20 years and or... i love it when uh, you know the hrs they really liked us they thought we had a good program thought we could do well but as soon as it went up to the decision maker finance director, anyone, they're like, who are these guys? I don't know them. Go to, don't, go to so-and-so because we know that company. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, We'd so. lose a lot of, lot of cases or individual students because they just haven't heard of us and they knew the big cram school, uh, the big cram school mm -hmm. chains in Taiwan. So we basically had to pivot our business strategy to focus on our key strengths. Right, right. Okay. Which were one-on-one uh, -on -one private classes and also corporate groups. Yeah. And companies sometimes, um, to stay afloat, they need money. Therefore, they need to find some investors. How can I find someone to invest in my business? Uh, you could also, you know that movie Aladdin's coming out? <laughs> you can, yeah, you, magic lamp. A magic lamp. And <laughs> you, you can wish, wish for it. Yeah. yeah. That does uh, not work out. Sorry. I wish, I wish that was <laughs> how it was, you know, how easy that would be. But it really was hard. Uh, 
one, I, th- I think a bit of luck plays into it. Uh, well, yes, yes. There, there, there are months where we were struggling. Right. And we had to keep working at it. And then we just magically, students or people would call in and come to us. That would save us a bunch of stuff. Actually, is was uh, just to go back to investors and yeah. how we, we were starting. Actually, in the beginning, it wasn't just the two of us. It was four, four of us. Four of us. It yeah. was four of us. It was me, Russ, another American guy, and I believe it's a Swedish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so basically four foreigners. And our investor was actually like an angel that we had angel, met. He was right. actually one of... The other guy's a student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of like approached the other teacher to say, hey, I really like English. Yeah. And I was thinking about this getting into market. the industry. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and he's just a very wealthy Taiwanese uh, uh, investor who made his, you know, so he made his wealth in like a, a different industries. And he really wanted to get into language because if he, had a, he had a personal interest in mm. doing so. And he was also learning himself. Uh, so in the beginning, he offered to invest in our business. Yeah, but that deal was garbage. Because he wanted basically most of the business. We'd be doing the hard work for him. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, that's how angels will think, right? They're looking strictly at the numbers. And he would be putting over 89% of the actual money into the business. And the four of us us would be running it. Now, uh, again, that was our first kind of taste in meeting an investor and trying to get money. But they fell through and it kind of left Russ and I alone. So one thing that we had to do because we didn't have the money to operate everything, we had to really keep track of our finances. So that's one thing I will, I will tell all future entrepreneurs. Definitely learn how to keep track of your investments, keep track of your money, uh, keep track of your finances, everything you spend, everything that comes out, everything that goes in, keep track of that. So you have to know how to operate the finance portion of your business because um, that will determine if you can stay open another month or not. Yeah, and, and, and it's nothing like super complicated, especially in our type of business, but just learning, just basic. knowing your, yeah, going back to elementary school, learning your basic addition, subtraction, just knowing basic, basic math basic and, personal and being, finances. yeah, and being yeah. very uh, tight, being very, how do we say that, uh, disciplined, disciplined. Being very, yeah, being very disciplined with it, it, it really helps. Okay. Uh, all right. So what is the first step in starting your own business? First step. For me... A lot of it was timing. Mm-hmm. It, for us, it, it was just the right timing. You know, uh, the previous company we worked for, they had left the Taiwan market. They wanted to focus on China. You know, they didn't want to stay in Taiwan. We wanted to stay in Taiwan. Um, and we worked hard to try to stay in Taiwan. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, the thing is, I did like working for that company. We made good money. Things were very stable. Uh, yet things changed just like this. They changed yeah. at the snap of a finger. It was really fast. And and at the end, a lot of us foreign teachers were out of a job. We were all laid off. Mm. Yeah. So the timing actually had to be right because but we... But you have no control over the timing. Yeah, we have no control of the timing. But... So what I would say is um, you really have to have passion for what you're doing. And you really have to believe in yourself. And the only way you can believe in yourself is by putting your money where your mouth is. So basically, I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to open my own business. I, I think I can do this. But they don't actually commit to it. And that's the only way I'm going to know that you're serious is if you commit to it. Because it's very easy to, it's very easy to work on someone else's dime. But when it's on your own dime, when you know it's your money that's being put in and that you might lose your own money, then you're going to really work hard for it. So uh, I had this feeling a, c- a couple of days ago when it's like, 
man, why am I still struggling? Like we've been doing this eight, nine years. We're doing very well, mm-hmm. but still every week I'm, okay, what am I going to do next? What are we going to do next? I'm always thinking what's the next step for us. And that's because I have that passion and entrepreneurs, you have to have that passion because many people are like, oh, you know, like I really want to start my own business yet, you know, weekends, they're enjoying a drink. They're sleeping in. No, like we wake up Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. Why? Because nobody else wants to work on Saturdays mornings and Sunday mornings. But we do. Not because we want to work, because I'd rather be sleeping. I'd rather be relaxing. I'd rather be going out and enjoying my time in Taiwan. But no, I'm working seven days a week. So you really have to have the passion for it. You can't just be sleeping in and thinking, oh, really, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to have my own business. So you're thinking, you're think, thinking about determination. Determination, because in, at the end of the day, being a boss is very, very lonely. I remember a couple of times we were having a, a meeting and we're making some very hard decisions and all the staff is looking at me to make a decision. And then in the back, I hear the other teachers in the other room laughing because they're watching YouTube videos. And I'm like, I want to be that. How did I get from that room to this room? Right. We had switched our roles. We used yeah. to be those guys watching the YouTube videos. Yeah. So they're there watching YouTube videos laughing and I'm thinking, I don't want to make this tough decision. I want to be in that room enjoying myself, but I can't, right? Because... I'm an entrepreneur and that's the mentality that you need to have. And along those lines, I would also say there's a, a Taiwanese has a, sometimes Taiwan, they use English words. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, and sometimes they're wrong, right? But I feel <laughs> this one fits. They use the word guts. Have guts. you heard that before? Yeah. And I think they say guts. So it's kind of just having the guts. I think that's also a You have to take that step. And stop talking about it. Start doing it. Yeah. And kind of risk it. You know, you may fail, but. You know, you still have to try. Okay. Uh, so another part of a uh, business sometimes is, you know, you're not, you're not always doing it yourselves. You're doing it with a partner. So if you are working with a partner or working with a group of people, how do you make sure you find a good business partner and, and, and have a good business relationship? Um, hmm. I'm very lucky because I found you and you're an excellent partner. And we have the whole yin and the yang, uh, which is... We cover for each other. And that's what a good business partner does. You have to have 100% trust. And when I mean trust, I don't mean trust. Yeah, I trust you. You're a good guy. Blah, blah. No, I mean financial trust. You have to be like, here's my money. I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of my money and vice versa. Second of all, you have to know someone will help you pick up the slack. So maybe there are some times where you can't do something. That person needs to fill in and vice versa. Yeah. And- and I think on, in addition to that, I guess the key thing is like diversity. We, me and you personally are very different people. Uh, the way we communicate, we have interests that are alike, yeah, yeah. but in terms of our personalities, we couldn't be more different. Yeah. So I think that diversity kind of is a strength for us. Well, it's a, it's a supportive network. It's a network. And it isn't just your business partner. It's your team also. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been very lucky to have excellent team members that assist us and help us in many, many aspects. So right, having a from, good team to support you is also very, very good. Actually, yes. And, and, you know, we can say like everything about us, but really our business became somewhat sustainable and even better only because we had really great Taiwanese staff and we also had really great uh, foreign teachers who over the years, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not just the cool ones we have now, but just in the past up so, until now and so, all of them have contributed and added value some way mm-hmm. to let us grow so a good partner and a good team behind you okay. yep oh, okay good hashtag like a boss each week we talk to real world bosses to find out their secrets for success
I want to welcome someone very special. She's the founder of Mandarin X, an online Chinese learning platform, doctor of education from USC, university professor, and she's not only one of our business partners, but she's also executive producer of English X. Let's welcome Dr. Stella Chen. Hello, doctor. Hi, Stella. Oh, Stella, is Stella, Stella is good enough. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All right. So today's topic is about being an entrepreneur. So uh, Stella has a lot of experience in this. So I just want to ask you, just what's it like? Um, what would you say to someone looking to start their own company? Well, well, it definitely takes courage because you face the very real possibility of not, you know, getting paid regularly. Most of the time, you take risks. In order to invest your time, money, and energy into something that people haven't seen yet, would、and、you would you say like you you say risk because you might not get paid? Would you say what would you say someone who ha- like wants to start their own business and has already started developing this, but at the same time has like full time job? Can you do both? Can you start your own business and have a full time job, or do you have to jump in and take that risk? Well, that really depends on you know. What you want to do? Because I used to have a full-time job teaching at the university, yeah, yeah. and I started my career building this platform. But while、well, that's struggling, and then so that's why I quit my full-time job and then jump in, burn the boat, a hundred percent. Okay, okay. So let's say now、um, Manorex is doing well, great in Taiwan. You're also in Shanghai. You're also in the U.S.、Uh, how difficult is it to expand your business internationally? Well, I would say the cultural challenges, because、mm. most of the time that you need to communicate with people in different, with different cultural backgrounds.、Mm. So、um, Americans tend to communicate in a very straightforward way, but Chinese tend to communicate in a a lot more detour way. But、mm. that really depends on the language structure itself. So.、Okay. Yeah, I think that's so the cultural、area. the cultural differences. Right. right. So let's say you're like a, a a foreigner and you want to do something maybe in Taiwan, or the opposite, you're in Taiwan and、yeah. you want to expand. Can you do it, or do you need to have someone who knows the culture? Do you need to have like a, a partner from overseas, or? Well, I would say if you can have an insider, yeah, yeah, that、exactly. would definitely help a lot、okay. for sure.、Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I know from being an entrepreneur, you probably we record the show with Ting. Ting is like my、yeah. rock because he、right. is my partner here and knows the knows the the culture and it it definitely helped at the beginning for me because some of the stuff I didn't、yeah. know, but then he can jump in, especially with the language. Especially、right. with the language. Okay, right. So, can you tell us about a time you failed at something over and over and over again? Well, I I tend to trust people. Easily, <laughs> so I think you know trusting issue is always something that I I need to learn, and、um, I'm still learning the language of business because a lot of people. Well, I'm coming from an educational background,、mm-hmm. so I don't really speak the language that business people speak. I try to pick up that、okay. area. Interesting, the language of business. That's very interesting.、Yes. Uh, I know exactly what you mean because from the educational perspective, it's very very different. From the business perspective, you feel it's focused on money and earnings, or what? Yeah, people talk about ROI, yeah, revenue of investment, yeah, yeah, or KPI. Yeah, just a lot of terminologies rather than you know teaching students in the classroom because it's just different business language that you well, really need、uh, to learn. 
the word the the two words I love is uh, sustainability. <laughs> yes. How, how can you make how can you keep your business sustainable oh, in the long run? Definitely, sustainability. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And um and profit. <laughs> right, right. That's <laughs> what number is the one. Profit? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay, good. Uh, so, what is one thing you hate about being an entrepreneur? Ah, oh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you know, wake up in the morning and then you don't even know where to find the funding to get you going, or,、mm-hmm. or most of the time that you really need to deal with debt.、Mm-hmm. So, and then I, I always say that entrepreneurs have the third eye because、mm-hmm. the eye that you see the future, people haven't seen the future yet, and、mm-hmm. then it's feel like you're the only one. That you really need to push it all the way till you know. Yeah, and you have、yeah. to kind of, kind of convince them with your vision. Right. They don't see that. They see the debt and how much money this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going, going back to that word of、uh, sustainability. Yeah. Right.、Uh, a lot of people that come up to me and ask me for business advice and to learn the language of business because I love the way you phrase that because that's exactly what we do. We teach people the language of business. Right. And、uh, when they come up to me and they have all these. Great business ideas.、Mm. They don't know how to make it sustainable. They don't know how to how to show people that third eye. Show people that oh, how can we make money from this? And many of the times,、uh, this past week, I had a one situation. I was talking to someone about their business and advising them on how to do their business. And he was kind of giving me excuses why his idea wasn't、mm. taking off. And I was thinking about this at eight in the morning on Sunday,、huh. taking the MRT on the way to the office. And it hit me like. He's still thinking about it. Meanwhile, I'm up at eight in the morning、yeah. doing it, and it's taken me hard. It's it's hard work.、Mm. You know, I don't want to wake up on Sunday morning and、yeah. go to work. But as、yeah. an entrepreneur, right, that's what you need to that's do. That's the mindset. Yes, being yes. an entrepreneur, like you、yeah. gotta really, you know, like standing by twenty four seven. Exactly. It's really like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and they think it's 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 magic. They think it's just gonna happen because you have this great idea. It's like no, no. dude. You're sleeping. I'm up here Sunday morning doing、Always、some work. Yeah, hard work. Okay, okay. for sure. So、yeah. uh, you've been very successful with this. So how do you manage your team? Well, I have this quote. It's like inspire, not require,、mm. because people don't like taking orders from their boss. They enjoy working on things together. So work with them, and then never feel entitled. I always say to my team that you can't, you know, work alone. You you. You gotta, you know, be a team player. No matter how superior you may think you are, it's、okay. always work together. Does it take to be a boss? Be a role model.、Mm. You really,、inspire. really inspire.、Mm. And then there, if there's some dirty work that has to be done, take the initiative and do it yourself.、Mm. Take the lead. People will follow. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you.、Um, so, tell me more. How can we learn more about Mandarin X? Well, I would say Mandarin X is an innovative and important educational com-、uh, company that provides premium language learning, teacher training for now, and anything, everything that is related to Mandarin Chinese. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Mailbag. Do you have a question? Well, we have answers. Email us at icrt@bync.com or on the web at bync.com/icrt. 有任何问题，欢迎发送到 icrt@bync.com 或者到葡萄糖网站 bync.com/icrt. Zona from Gaoxiong asks. What is the hardest thing for Taiwanese people to learn? 
uh, timing, uh, sp- uh, tenses, all the tenses. Uh, in, when you're talking grammar, it's the tenses. Uh, past tense, future tense, knowing when to use that. And sometimes it's really frustrating teaching adults because they all know it. And if I give them an exam on it, they know it. If I ask them what mistake they make, they know it. But just when speaking, they make it. It's just the uh, lack of consistency. Just building a consistency in the grammar. Bad least, grammar habits. Yeah, the foundational grammar. Foundational grammar. Yeah. There's more advanced grammar, I think, is not often used. So it's, you can kind of get away with it. Yeah, yeah. But just basic foundational grammar. Add, adding the S in third person plurals, like he eats. You know, they all know it. They yeah. know it. Then I am 100% they know that rule. It's just they forget to say it. Yeah, simple things like pronouns. Uh, <laughs> he and she get mixed up quite yeah, often. Yeah, yeah. Now, so that, that, that's different. the thing about translation, but yeah. same thing, yeah. Uh, the grammar, I think. Yeah. Being consistent with the grammar. So uh, my recommendation for this is how to help with that. Uh, listen to yourself and assist each other. So when you're talking to another person, remind them. Because the more people remind you that, oh, you're making these little mistakes, don't don't. Let other people get away with their simple mistakes. Don't be rude about it. Like, hey, your English sucks. Like, pronounce that S. Um, but <laughs> but uh, remind <laughs> other people and assist each other. Helpful, okay? <laughs> Have you ever been rude about it? Uh, I am very rude to my staff all the time. <laughs> On occasion. It. On yeah. occasion, not really, really all the time. But it's more playful teasing. Not, oh. not the, we're not really. Oh, they love it. They love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, number two. Yingling asks, my writing is good, but I still cannot speak with foreigners. Why? Well, number one, you'll need foreigners to speak to. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any English-speaking foreigners to speak to, obviously that's not going to improve. Uh, yeah, again, this is a very common issue. Writing, because in schools in Taiwan, you're often learned, uh, you're often taught to uh, re- memorize vocabulary. Go through grammar structure, uh, grammar patterns, grammar practices, and then so all those things you are graded on and you're uh, evaluated on those skills, mm. but not so much on the actual speaking skills. So that skill is uh, far less developed. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's not really a fault of it. Just it just was not something that they pushed or encouraged as much as the multiple choice testing, mm-hmm. right? So I think. The reason why you can't speak is you just never had the environment. You never had a actually person to kind of play off of. Uh, so first step. And if, well, but if you don't have foreigners, you can't find any foreigners. Uh, just even with your Taiwanese friends, just make up some games, make up some time. All right, let's speak in English during this time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah ways now the, be the, supportive. The hard, to yeah. Each other. Be supportive. Be supportive. But the, the thing that you could, that, the kind of bad thing is if they're all speaking, but they're all saying the wrong thing and using <laughs> the wrong grammar, it kind of perpetuates that like bad grammar habits, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, you're right. It's, it's just being more positive about it and not overthinking or over worrying or stressing out over mistakes. I, you know, one thing I always say to my students is, there's only one person in the world that cares about your grammar and your pronunciation. That's me, your teacher. A foreigner at the street or in the bar, in the restaurant, on the MRT, they're not your English teacher. They're not grading you. They just want to have a nice conversation. They're not sitting there saying, oh, well, you're speaking bad grammar or your pronunciation's bad. Just have a nice conversation. Yeah, and the thing is just try. Just try. Just like we said earlier about being an entrepreneur, just have guts. Just do it. <laughs> guts. Uh, so the next one comes from Taipei First Girls High School. She asks, how do you feel about Taiwanese high school students and the way they learn English? Um, oh, interesting question. I just came back from Bolivia. And when I was in Bolivia, I was going, to, I was going through a bunch of uh, high schools and universities giving talks about learning English and about living in. One thing that I noticed is that uh, 
South American students tend to appear more older and mature than they are versus uh, Taiwanese high school students or even university students tend to appear younger. So Taiwanese high school students, they feel like junior high school students and university students feel like maturity wise, feel like high school students versus uh, foreigners. They tend to be more older, more open. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's one thing that I would say. They're, it's kind of reversed in that aspect. So you're saying that the biggest difference is the maturity level or just the, 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 the facade, the, the look of maturity? I, I guess so. Yes, yes. That, that's what I would say. So it's mostly just be reserved, uh, very reserved nature. Over there, everyone was quick to ask me questions. Everyone was quick to talk to me, uh, learn more about, about me and Taiwan and learning English. Here, it's kind of like they just all sit and look at me. Okay, yeah, they're a lot more passive for sure. Passive, passive, yes. Okay. Get inspired. Here are some quotes to help you think more like a boss. Quote for us today is fail better. And now, this comes. You have a story about this. Yes, yes, yes. I use this quote all the time. This is from my computer science teacher in the university. Basically, um, without getting too technical, when you're programming, when you're writing code, uh, and you finish writing your code and then you execute it to test your code, uh, it's always going to fail. Like the first time you do it, you're always going to make some small mistakes, some comma, some, some bracket, something's wrong. You forgot to do something. So I got used to every time I execute it for the first, second, third time, it's going to be wrong. And I just have to go back and debug it and fix what went wrong with it. My computer science professor one day said, well, that's okay. Cause you're always going to fail. There's always going to be something wrong with your code. I'm always going to find something wrong with your code. All you need to do is fail better. You're going to fail the next time you do it. Just fail a little bit better. And the more you keep failing and the better you keep getting at it, the better your code will be. But at the end of the day, it's going to be shipped out with bad code and bugs and everything. We're going to have to update it and patch it in the future. So he really taught me to fail. And the, the fear of not you know, uh, and, the, and the not being afraid to fail. And not, definitely not being afraid to fail because I know I will always fail. That kind of built something in me to say, you know what, I'm just going to try this because if I fail, it's okay because I'll be able to refine it and do it better next time. So when you're in your meetings, when you're in your presentations, when you're speaking in English and you're like, oh man, I forgot. I said, I, said, uh, I made a grammar mistake. Learn what grammar mistake did I make next time? Don't make that mistake. You'll make another mistake. You'll still fail, but just fail better. And this way you can keep improving and getting better and better. That's their reiterative process. Okay. Yeah. So fail better. All right, people don't be afraid to speak English. Just make mistakes, whatever. Just keep speaking. Eventually you'll get it right. Yeah. The best part is the process in going through it. Fast words. Let's discuss some new words and expressions so we can be more like a boss. 让我们回顾一下今天有哪些重点单字跟片语。Quick again, we have some vocabulary words. We're going to randomly choose. I'm going to take the shortest one here. <laughs> uh, okay, the phrase, not going to fly. Something is not going to fly. When something isn't going to fly, it's not going to work out or it is expected to not work out. So usually it's sometimes it's an idea. So you pitch an idea, you pr- give a proposal, and someone doesn't think it's going to work. You can say, that's not going to fly. Yeah, Sally last week gave me this idea, and I just looked at it and go, nope, that's not going f- to fly because her idea was really bad. Oh. So that's okay. <laughs> she had to go back and redo it. Okay. That's fine. All right. 
put all your eggs in one basket. All right, so this is great for being an entrepreneur and working in business. Uh, you And before we use the word pivot, where you have to have different strategies, that's the same thing when you're getting started in a business. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. You want to be able to give yourself some breathing room to do other things. Because if you just focus on one thing and that fails, you have no backup plan. And a lot of like uh, in, in some of our students who work in like wealth management, yeah, that's like also a key thing, right? You it's a diversify, diversify yeah, diversify <laughs> your portfolio. Yes, right? yes, yes. Because yeah. you basically you're just relying on one thing for success, but if that doesn't work, you're screwed. Okay, right. next word. In the driver's seat. In the driver's seat. So if you are in the driver's seat, you have control mm -hmm. uh, of a probably like a situation or the control of the environment. Mm -hmm. If you're in the driver's seat. You know, if you're if you are driving, you're in the driver's seat. We can say that. Yeah. So you're in a way you're controlling, you're controlling the car. The car. Mm -hmm. So uh, and this doesn't this necessarily have to be used in a car, but any situation where you feel like you are in control, in the driver's seat. Yeah. So do you feel you're in the driver's seat in your relationship? Uh, absolutely not. Right. So uh, your girlfriend's in the driver's seat. She's in the driver's seat. Yeah. She controls everything. What we're eating, where we're going, what we're doing. So that's why I love being at work because at work. I'm in the driver's seat. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, I love this next expression. So uh, on the same page. Now, um, when I was in university and I saw all the international students, every time the teacher said, all right, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. All the international students would open up their books and try to find what page are we on? <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we want to make sure we're all on. The and it doesn't mean we're all on page 32 and we're reading page 32. On the same page means we're all in agreement, right? So when you and your team are all in agreement of what's the next step, you're all on the same page. But when two people are disagreeing, they're not on the same page, right? Yeah. So does this video look good, Sally? Yes. So we're, we're on the same page. Thank you. <laughs> Final word out in the open out in the open that's something that is uh public knowledge it's something that's not secret mm. if it's out in the open it's taking something that was probably perhaps hidden and is putting it out front where everybody can see uh this often can like be a secret yeah secrets uh, information an idea mm -hmm. out in the open so let's see russ <laughs> no, I'm not going to get in trouble this time. No. <laughs> For example, I know some in Taiwan, there's a tradition. If you're pregnant, you have to wait three months to tell people. Oh, is that this true? Yeah, that's I a superstition that. Oh, okay. that they have. So after you start telling people that, oh, yeah, you, you know, your wife is pregnant, you can say that's out in the open. Oh, right. I did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I have a student. Actually, he his wife was pregnant and he's, oh, please don't tell colleagues. Because it's not out in the open yet. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. Okay, that's it. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please send us your questions at findec.com slash ICRT. Bye-bye. Check us out on YouTube, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.